welcome to a new episode of Too Big to Bail. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colton J. Bazinas. Hey. This cool. is the positive movie-centric podcast where we spin a wheel each week and get to watch two random movies and give some positive outtakes on the film itself. And this week, boy, oh, howdy. Is, is Colton going to have a hard job staying positive throughout this one? I, sh- I certainly am. Last week, we left um, the people. You spun Samurai I Cop spun, and The Ranch. I spun the 1991 uh, cult classic. Well, it, it is a cult classic. It is a cult following. It's a cult. It's a cult following. Uh, it's, a, it's a cop movie called Samurai Cop. And then your and... punishment for not finishing it was... Ashen Kutcher's My punishment ranch. was yes, was the ranch, uh, which I don't believe is a Chuck Lorre, but uh, no, definitely in the vein. Though. Definitely had that vein to it. Uh, I do want to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Samurai Comp. I won't go into my usual lengthy spiel about it, but I did take some notes. How how far did we get um, into it? Like thirty. minutes? We got exactly exactly forty minutes into it. Mm. Um, so we could, uh, this is probably about a halfway point. I can't imagine it was much longer than four or than, you know, what, 90 minutes? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a movie. It's a uh, B-movie about a cop who is also a samurai who is white. There are two white samurais in this. Maybe there are more. We didn't get to it. Um, the, the bad white samurai is a man named... Uh, his name is, of course, Robert Zadar. Um, and he is a white man who plays Yamashita. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, the most notable thing about him is that he has a crimson chin. He is quite a jawline uh, because Goiter. he has cher- cherubism, which is a... Um, a, a illness, a genetic uh, disorder that makes your jaw enormous, and he has leaned into it, and, and he's really owning it. It's like, yeah, it's a cool, it's like a cool, unique look for this guy. But it does also kind of make him look like a, a Dick Tracy villain. Yes. Um, and so he's kind of like a beloved B movie uh, standard. He shows up in a lot of B movies. I I recognized him from uh. Tango and Cash, which I watched recently, uh, nice. and did not enjoy. Huh? Uh, I have a note here because we did try and watch Samurai Cop on Tubi, and I want to uh, quickly get my beef with Tubi out into the world. Uh, Tubi sucks. Tubi is a bad, dare I say, the worst streaming service. Um, I know that if you ask anti Tubi pod, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, if you asked. Uh, a famed filmmaker, Christopher Nolan, what the worst streaming service is, he would say HBO Max. But I reckon that he's never even tried to watch anything on Tubi. Um, it's the, the the quality is awful. The way that they the, they time out their commercials uh, is mid scene, fucking awful. Uh, and the commercials are not short. They're not simply like, oh, maybe one quick one, maybe two quick ones. They're full commercial breaks. Um, and it's very bad. And I think Tubi should be uh, burned to the ground. Do not invest in Tubi. Mm. So you're saying if we didn't have the commercials, you probably could have gotten through it? 
Uh, no, I, I would not even, I would not say that. Um, I think the, there is a, this movie for the 40 minutes we watched it, it feel, it feels like the smallest version of a, of a Miami Vice, um, movie adapted like in the eighties, but it is in the nineties is when it actually comes out. Um, there's times where the uh, protagonist is clearly wearing a wig and has just been kind of painted like an auburn color um and the editing is kind of student film adjacent uh and also it gave you ptsd uh, the main guy, Cole, just say it. the main guy uh who is the is the titular samurai cop uh sucks like his character <laughs> sucks he is like sexist and racist and uh <laughs> he just sucks he's like inst- he's like an instantly brutal police you didn't officer give him the, you didn't give him the chance to like redeem himself there's no way he redeems himself <laughs> there has to be um, there has to be because they weren't no because they weren't setting him up as like these things were bad they were just like this guy rules and it's it's like no he doesn't <laughs> Um, he could change cold you just gotta give him a chance there is an extended sex scene uh very extended comfortable <laughs> extremely um, extended soft core uh, there, there was a weird um scene with a costa rican ma- maitre d um oh yes yes was obviously a stand-up comedian in la pretty rough time. i think um i thought the character i didn't I couldn't figure it out, but I think the character might have been named Joe Samurai. That was that was his name. Um, that was his name. Okay. He, so his name was Samurai, and he was a trained Samurai. Um, and he knew he he would frequently bring in a couple of things about Japanese culture in general, but they weren't always correct. Um, and I'm not mm. claiming to be an expert here, but um, I didn't. I didn't enjoy. It. I liked. Um, I liked Mr. Robert Zadar, uh, but the rest of this movie uh, can sit and spin because 40 minutes in couldn't. Uh, I, this is actually this is weird because this is usually the kind of movie I can really just like zone in on and just like fucking enjoy the 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 kind of badness of. But for some reason, I just really couldn't concentrate. Um, within fifteen, actually, within ten minutes, I, I, the, the plot was completely inscrutable to me. I didn't understand, and it's, it's changing so frequently that it's, um, it's unmappable to me. And maybe I'm just kind of a, a dumb guy, which I am. Mm-hmm. But I don't think uh, I couldn't fall. I couldn't figure out what was going on, and I couldn't. The, the characters weren't. Um, enjoyable in a way that i was willing to just go on this ride with them mm. uh so i had to tap out at the 40 minute mark and check in to the ranch was uh, it worth the so switch was it worth the switch looking back it's uh debatable i mean the ranch was um shorter and uh i will say we, it was helped by you uh willing to bend the rules and play it at a faster speed um <laughs> Which was fun, and I know it's probably cheating, but oofa-doofa, the ranch was kind of rough. Um, so, the ranch is is kind of a sitcom series that um, t- 
takes Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson, and uh, of course Sam Elliott, and uh, postulates what if they all played the worst versions of themselves uh, possible, uh, and they all lived together on a ranch in Texas. So yeah. let me get you a breakdown of the uh, pilot episode oh, here. Man. This is like an action Kutcher production too. Like he produced this. He, I think, I think he co-wrote does it. He like, like he have he, like he he was like. Does he have southern? No, he's from Iowa. He have, he's I, from Iowa. So he does have like, and he did grow up in like a, a farm area of Iowa. So he. Oh, is yeah. okay. So I guess this could be. It is this Texas? Yeah, I think it's Texas. They all have like Texas accents. No, it's Den. I think it's Colorado, actually. No, Colton. No, this is, I'm reading. I'm reading here, and uh, because the team he's trying out for is a Denver team. Yeah, he was in Canada. This is a Denver-based farm. What? So, this is, I guess, the less progressive part of Denver. Uh, all right, so here is the kind of beat for beat here. Cole Bennett, who is Ashton Kutcher's character, he comes home from Canada where he was playing football. Uh, he apparently has a history of getting kicked off key teams for his rampant alcoholism uh, and kind of uh, misbehavior. Um, so he comes home to see to his father's ranch his father is sam elliott uh his name is Bo, like Bo. bridges um so a couple things about sam elliott that we learned throughout this uh he kind of he doesn't do sitcom delivery he is kind of acting like he's in a play yeah um so sam elliott plays a a uh, very Republican guy. Um, he is racist, um, and he seems like a bit of a conspiracy guy. Um, Sam Elliott in the show, not in real life. Sam Elliott in real life don't know a, a dang thing about him. He's a conspiracy guy. He, is a, he a conspiracy guy in the show? Uh, I'll get to it. Um, so yeah, in real life, I don't know. I don't follow Sam Elliott's. Uh, career uh, real life antics but he did agree to do this show for uh 80 episodes so don't know maybe he was probably good money an arc. probably good money for him it's probably good money you know he probably doesn't get that many roles nowadays. i can't but here's i don't think that's true i can't imagine it's hard for sam elliott to book a role let's look i i i he's a, he he's needed this ins- dude i you can't he's he old he needed some security you, you can't attack sam elliott's uh, no, artistic no, integrity no, for doing the rant his the secure no no i can't blame anybody for taking the security of a sitcom i completely understand why it happens but at the same time, I don't, I, I don't think Sam Elliott was like in a place where he was like, well, no one's hiring me anymore, because like, uh, white male actors don't really have an expiration date in Hollywood, and and Sam Elliott is such a distinctive kind of character guy that, of course, like he was, he was in two movies last year, like, but that's not, you know, neither here nor there. He did it. He plays a character who has some choices. 
going on in his life. He doesn't uh, like his sons. You know uh, he was born in California? Plural. He wasn't even born in yes. Texas. I didn't know that. Um, yes, I did know that. Um, so, so Sam's other son is Danny Masterson, who is is um, named Rooster. Like, uh, did you did you know that uh, that uh, Matthew McConaughey also has a brother named Rooster, and he, his brother's rich because he's an oilman. Did not know that. Learned that from someone's listening been, to his someone's book. Someone's been reading his book. Someone's been taking the green light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good one. It's me. Uh, so, okay. So, Danny Masterson's continues. Uh, I'm just going to call him Rooster because that's fun. Yeah. Rooster continues to live with Bo uh, on the ranch. Uh, uh, Bo is a cantankerous fella. He doesn't like anybody. Uh he doesn't like his sons. He doesn't like his, I want to say, ex-wife. They might not actually be divorced, but they are definitely semi-separated. Uh, she owns a bar. He owns a ranch. Uh, sometimes she still comes over and fucks him. Uh, so, Colt was kind of like the high school quarterback hero of this town. People still love him. He, he like went pro then semi or went to college then did semi pro stuff uh he could never go pro because he is pretty much an awful person uh yeah so he's also kind of like a womanizer guy um he hooks up with a girl at some point um and not until he's pretty deep in the paint with it does he confirm that she is of age uh, which is very funny very very funny yeah. um so yeah i think one of my saving silvermans is that sam elliott is just acting like he's in a play um like he doesn't do like they don't do a whole lot of like applause breaks for his stuff because he doesn't really do it he just kind of keeps plowing through it's a play for him um so another one of my saving silvermans is when he does kind of bring up the the conspiracy theory of it is in a line where um ashen kutcher was making fun of him for denying the moon landing and sam elliott with the stone stony seriousness of a seasoned player says a flag cannot ripple in the vacuum of space and then moves on and i like that I thought that was a fun line. One mm-hmm. of the only fun lines that I enjoyed. Um, so we're just kind of seeing Colt get reacquainted with his hometown. Uh, people remember him. Uh, his brother's a little bit bitter about him going off, but he also realizes that he was probably the only one of them to be able to get out of this town. Uh, it's a bunch of baggage. It's, you know... Yeah. Uh, Rooster loves it when his dad picks on, um, on Colt for a change, because he's there all the time. Uh, uh, Bo is openly disappointed in Rooster, uh, and, and Colt. Um, and so... (laughs) (laughs) 
so basically we see them go to a bar that's where he, uh, colt picks up a girl we meet mom mom says please stop fucking my waitresses uh oh there's it's it's a lewd, it's it said colt is also feuding with his dad because he knows that he that sam elliott cheated on his mom uh maggie played by deborah winger Mm-hmm. Um, Where's she from? She's from stuff, right? She's from like movies. Yeah, she's another movie person. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, so there's clear beef with everyone. Everyone's got beef. Uh, eventually, it kind of gets aired a little bit, uh, and then, um. There's Bo, Bo wakes Colt, uh, oh, or interrupts Co's, uh, in, interrupts, interrupts, uh, Colt's fun lovemaking, uh, and making him go down and help with a live calf birth. Um, and that's my third saving Silverman is the, the cow birth, uh, prop is intricate and, uh, uh probably yeah, he was up better in there. than, he was up I think in better there. than this show deserved. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, he gets up in there and he does fully pull a uh, like a full cow prop out of another cow prop, and it's like gross, but it works. Um. So he does. He delivers the cow all while they're kind of airing grievances with each other. These two guys, they've got issues. I'm sure it'll work out. Uh. But he, the calf is still born, so he um decides to uh breathe, do cow CPR. Um, and his dad's like, that'll never work. I'll just get the, the adrenaline or something. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'll be gall darned. Uh, Colt is so good at cow CPR that he saves that little cow. And, uh, and, and Sam Elliott respects the hell out of his cow saving son. Um, he and says, then, uh, good there's, job, there's Colt. A, yeah, there's another kind of fight. Um, I can't even remember what about. Uh, I think because we, you know we we were we were well into playing it at, at twice the speed right and then. Mm. Uh, there was a brief time where we played it at half speed and it kind of made it a little funnier to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sitcoms at half speed might be might be a thing people enjoy. I gotta uh, say because yeah. the delivery all sounds like really drunk when they do it, and then the canned laughter just sounds like demonic. <clears throat> so there's just something there. I don't know. I feel like if I'm in the throes of a good uh, a good drug time, maybe maybe the the half speed sitcom is a way to go. Uh, and then okay, uh, the they they're fighting outside, and they have they stop suddenly because it starts to rain, and they I guess there's been a drought on, uh, so instead of fighting, they dance in the rain to the song. Uh, what song? I don't know what it? the song is called, but it's it's, it's like the one it's a about, dancing in the rain. Song, I, right? where, it's about <laughs> rain. It's a song about rain. Um, it's a country song, and it's like. Where I'm from, rain is good, and it'll be, uh, rain brings corn. Corn brings whiskey. Uh, uh, whiskey makes the girls. Corn brings whiskey. Whiskey brings makes that. Um, it. I, th- I. This is actually a thought that's been in my head all week after hearing that song. Uh, I don't like the song. Um, because it's not good. Uh, but also the premise of it 
is bad because where most people are from, rain is a good thing. I would say um, yeah. in very few places is rain a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, and so I think it's delightful that this, this, uh, stadium country rock bumpkin guy, uh, wanted to write a song about how, uh, rain lets them make whiskey, uh, that lets the girls get drunk enough to fuck them. I gotta say a lot of rape jokes in this. A lot of it. Yeah, a lot of it. So bad, Which in fact. We... ages incredibly poorly with everything yeah, that, that came out about Mr. Danny Masterson, yeah. the son of a bitch himself. Uh, so, unpleasant. Did not enjoy. Uh, we will be taking... We did uh, so vote unanimously to remove this from the wheel. So, this will be the only ranch content uh, ever on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so... R.I.P. The Ranch um, and Good Riddance. Good Riddance. And that's my piece on The Ranch. Uh, there was no uh, ranch I dressing. wanted to actually, I wanted to introduce a, a segment this week um, that is, you know, we both end up watching these features, but I'm the only one this time that has to bring Saving Silverman's. So I wanted to give you something to do, and I wanted to say, uh, what was your your high point and low point during the viewings of 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 my side this week? Definitely, ev- like the high point was like ten minutes before we decided to stop watching Samurai Cop because I could just feel okay. I, I can hear your frustrations. That was definitely the high. Then, oh, I can't be your high point. It has to be uh, something we watched. I guess the low point could be the extended sex scene from Samurai Cop. That was definitely the low point. Yeah, yeah. It was very odd. And I guess the high point was the ending of the ranch. The ending? The like ending. the credits? The credits, yeah. All right. It's kind of a cop out, but I'll let you do it this week. <laughs> in light of what we saw. Yeah, in light of the content. All right, so uh, that was uh, my challenging week, um, and you had a different kind of challenge. So, Cole and I had the fortune of uh, spinning Clifford 1994, not Clifford the Big Red Dog. Ah, uh, from the year of my birth. 1994, Him. starring Marty Short as Clifford Daniels. And Charles Grodin, your favorite, as Martin Daniels. My favorite grumpy old dad. And it also stars Mary Steenburgen of Kirby Enthusiasm fame. <laughs> sure. What would you make? What would, what would be her big credit? She does so uh, I many would, stuff. I would. Pr- it would probably like for most people, it would probably be either Step Brothers or Back to the Future Three. Oh yeah, she played Doc Brown's wife or girlfriend. They get married. They have kids. They have kids eventually. Jules and Vern. Jules and Vern. So Colton, I spun this. This has we've I've uh, I've heard of Clifford, only seen clips. Uh, just I've always seen Martin Short do the face. You know, he does this weird doing frowning. the face. He does this weird like. Marty serves up a lot of face in this movie. Yeah, and it's usually like on like a pretty regulated schedule. He's like, "All right, it's been about ten minutes since I made a face. Let's make a new one." And this oh, movie, let's is... make a face. 
I was I was shocked at how much I uh, enjoyed it. Really, <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did like that's good. it. I, I did like it. I don't. I don't want you to be miserable. So this film, I just want it to be difficult. This movie is bad. Is fun and is it's it's it does it takes itself very not seriously at all. Um, but it also it's it's strange. It, it's very it's. It has a budget. They don't really budget. make like comedies. Yeah, like this they don't anymore. make comedies like this anymore. And uh, like, I, what was the last like character comedy you watched? <sighs> I can't really think of one. That was just I can't either. Smart. Like just a just Turner. like yeah, like a, the bit is that this is a character. Like mm. I can't think of any. No, I can't think of any either. Like SNL characters don't really get movies anymore. That is true sad it's sad to say because those movies are like was mcgruber was did mcgruber kill him mcgruber there's supposed to be a new mcgruber movie coming out or mcgruber yeah, show i'll believe it when i see it yeah i think it is yeah it's like going to apple or something yeah something like that yeah that would make sense there yeah but they don't it's they but also there are no more characters on snl like well, SNL yeah, the, the, is just I don't like think a, there's any reoccurring ones anymore. No, I think drunk uncle was the last like reoccurring <laughs> character. Imagine he drunk really uncle got his own. <laughs> but drunk like, uncle seems like it would be more of like a web series than like a movie. Yeah, there's just no more characters on SNL. It's just like Game of Thrones. Stefan, no, yeah, no. It's like it all died like with that with that cast. Once like like. Kristen Wiig left. Like Kate McKinnon is like still there, but she's Kate like the McKinnon last. does characters, but they they never. I they never. Stick. I rarely see them come yeah, back. They never stick. And uh, there's the cat lady one that she does. That's she's done a couple of times, but yeah. that's not like movie worthy either. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. I mean that whole crew of Kristen Wiig, Andy Sandberg, Bill Hader. Well, like okay. Oh, you know what? That that's it. Kristen Wiig has a character movie coming out. Uh, Deb and Star, uh, take a vacation or something. I have heard of it. It's. It, I saw a trailer for it. It's definitely a character movie. Mm, okay. And and you know what? I'm excited because I miss character movies. So this film is also strange because it begins in the year 2050 at the Wayward Boys Villa. Which is mm. just a orphanage for wayward boys, and it's thirty you see years a, from now. You see an old Marty Short, which the makeup it looks just terrible, frightening, really, just really bad old people makeup. He doesn't even look this bad now. Yeah, but. it looks like kind of like Boris Karloff mummy makeup. Yeah, very bad. And he's he's a priest, and he's visiting the orphanage, and he runs into, uh. Of of TV fame, Ben Ben or is Fred Savage? Is it Ben Savage? It's a Savage. It's one of the Savages. It's one of the, the boys, Savage brothers. The boys meets world Savage. I believe it's Ben. One Savage. of those wild Savages. And I it, believe it is. Uh, it's Ben Savage. Ben Savage. And I love Boy Meets World. That show ran from 93 to 2000. I did not know that about you. I love Boy Meets World. I would watch it like every summer. Like in the summer, they would play it on Disney. See, that wasn't one of my guys. On Disney Channel. Not Disney Channel proper, but like, you know, the offshoot Disney Channel that they had? Yeah, yeah. They would play Boy Meets World. Like the one that like always changes names because they just like try and keep rebranding it. It was actually, I'm sorry, it was ABC Family. 
that oh, would yeah. play. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Boy Meets World part of, like, the... Um, it was on ABC, yeah. TGIF? Wasn't yeah. he part of TGIF? Yeah, it was. So they would play it on ABC Family, like, from, like, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, and I would watch it every day Didn't in the summer. Boy Meets World, like, ran for a long time. Two, 1993 like, to 2000. The boy, like, Fully Dude, ran, like fully grew, grew up and went to college. Grew and stuff, up and right? it ends with him in college. There's also Colton. There's a great episode that they do they that takes place on in Epcot in Disney World, and it, oh, it nice. they do a lot of behind the scenes shots and stuff. It's really like that episode's like really memorable. Uh, Were you a big Topanga person? Oh, I love Topanga. <laughs> okay, I loved it all, man. Okay. I was a big Boy Meets World fan. I love Boy Meets right. World. That's interesting. Um. It's also it's kind of like it fits in that weird like I was really into Full House too like that same type of stuff. I see, I see. They kind of went hand in hand. But anyways, I I caught the odd episode of Boy Meets World sometimes, but like I I could I could never really get into it. It's weird because it would it started with him like in elementary school, and ends with him in like college. You really do see him grow up. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. Do you think like the actor? Do you think he's like okay? Yeah, I mean, he they did a like, they did a sequel grown series up completely on television. They did a sequel. I know they series. did a sequel Girl series, but that doesn't necessarily it. mean that. Oh, uh, who knows? He made a bunch of money off of it now. Huh? Well, that's good. I mean, get your money, guys. So, back to Clifford. Clifford, Clifford runs into uh, little Ben Savage, and Ben Savage is, reminds him of himself Clifford when he was Clifford is an old younger. priest. Yeah. And Ben Savage is like a, one of the bad kids, and and Mart- and uh, Clifford decides to tell him the story of how he went to Dinosaur World. Right, the story of how he was also a bad kid. A bad kid. And it starts with uh, Clifford and his parents... On their way to Hawaii for his father's business trip, who's played by Richard Kind of Kirby Enthusiasm fame. <laughs> um, also, Clifford has a to- uh, uh, has a toy uh, brontosaurus that he that's called Stefan or Stefan, and he brings him yeah. around everywhere. He talks to him. He has like his own little personality. And uh, he. How would you describe um, Clifford in general? Creepy, very creepy. Right. Creepy. Right. Vin- he's vindictive. Is, it's Martin playing like a ten-year-old. Yeah. He's vindictive, creepy, and plotting. Like. Yeah, he's got like a personality disorder for sure. And his mother's a drunk, and his dad probably beats his wife. Like Richard kind of plays the meanest he's ever played a character ever. I don't think he's ever been as mean as he right. was in this. And he wasn't even just mean. Richard, he was just, you can just hear the frustration this character's had with this. Like, he hates his son Clifford enough to Richard, leave him. Richard? Richard Clifford. <laughs> Richard unkind. Richard is unkind in this movie. And uh, he hates him so much he leaves him with his brother, who he doesn't talk to. He hasn't talked to in 10 years in LA because Clifford gets into the uh, cockpit of the airplane. And nose dives a plane somehow. Right, he makes them like do an emergency landing, landing in LA. LA as they're going to Hawaii. Right. The only reason he does it is so he can get a chance to go to Dinosaur World, which again, this save is save Dinosaur World. Man. We'll save Dinosaur, but this is like 
the movie is constantly bringing up dinosaur world, dinosaur world, dinosaur world. And we like throughout the whole movie, I was like, are we ever going to really see this thing? And even if we do see it, it's going to look lame as hell. So that's what my thinking dinosaur is. Dinosaur world is nothing like the dinosaur world that we have here. No, dinosaur world we have here. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, why would he want to go to dinosaur world? There's a lot of like statues of dinosaurs in the yeah. forest. So then we get to see a, we get to see a little slice of our our the co the co uh star of this movie Charles Grodin of uh Beethoven fame. Uh the dad from Beethoven. <laughs> oh my god, stop contextualizing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, and you then love. you might uh, you might recognize the director of uh... uh the director of this what did he do, huh? Paul Farley? Uh, he went to jail for making this. <laughs> uh, Charles Grodin and Paul Fiat Flaherty. Flaherty. His name's Flaherty. Flaherty. Paul <laughs> Flaherty. He was a, okay. So he was like an SCTV, and you will be happy. I actually am happy to know that he was largely involved in the making of Muppets Tonight, one of my favorite Muppets. Oh, so this one, you know, you, you can show you, you know, was this before or after Muppets Tonight? This is definitely before. Uh, after, right? This was right before. Wow! Wow! He's, he made Clifford. He, this this got, got him. It, this yeah. got him Muppets tonight. Yeah, this got him Muppets tonight. Uh, so Charles Grodin and and uh, Mary Steenburgen, uh, her character's name Sarah, so I'm just calling him Sarah and Martin. They uh, they're dating, and he, it they they're on the cusp of engagement. Actually, I think they are. They're fi- they're engaged, right? They're fiance. I think they're engaged. Yeah, yeah. They're, but he still has the ring. He still has a ring, and they don't live in the same house. They don't live in the same house, and they don't. Uh, he doesn't consult her about yeah. their future house that he just buys. He buys a future house in the Hollywood Hills, like on a cliff, one bedroom, and she obviously wants kids, and he hasn't even put a thought into it. And she, she not only obviously she is very adamant about yeah, it. She's yeah. like her main thing. Yeah, she wants kids. She works in a she, daycare. It's she works with kids. Yeah, yeah. she wants. She fucking loves kids. Yeah, it's weird. Every interaction that that uh, Mary Steenburgen and uh, Groden have, it just seems like the first time they've talked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like they seem to not know that much about each other. No. They just dropped us off in the middle of this relationship. Also, she's like, yeah, she this is, middle, the she, middle of this relationship that seems to have only been going on for maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. And she's like the daughter of the guy who owns the company he works at, right? Mm, no, she's the daughter of a, just a different rich man. Rich man, okay. The, the guy who owns the company is like creepy and wants to have sex yeah. with her, and he wears a wig. So Clifford is not not like the samurai cop wig though, yeah. a little bit more believable. So Clifford is left in L.A. at the airport for his uncle to come retrieve him while uh, Richard Kind and his wife go off to Hawaii for his business trip. But we never hear from them again. We don't hear from them again. That's true. They never come back. Never come back. They never even call about Clifford. Nothing. They don't do anything. So, and and so this is it's an opportune time because Clifford wants to go to Dinosaur World. His uncle made or designed or did something. He, he worked on Dinosaur like World. The, 
this the he designed like the main ride yeah a scary larry something larry the scary, scary tyrannosaurus but and uh, Richard Kind, Richard Kind needs a kid around to make it look like he likes kids in front of Mary Steenburgen. So, yes. but it benefits. It starts off as a symbiotic relationship of needing who. So, and I will say Clifford is not like a good indication of whether he actually likes um, kids because I think he he might actually like kids. He just happens to have to deal with the worst one. Yeah, he is he is a bad child. He plays it, but he introduces himself to his uncle. He's like, I'm a sweet young boy. Oh, thank you, uncle. Thank you for taking me. He's, he likes him, but then it, he, he slowly unravels because he's he steals a bunch of luggage from the carousel. A, a dog... A, a a surfboard and a and shoes. No, actually not not shoes, just suitcases. And um, their first stop is to Mary Steenburge's house, and uh, Clifford peeps in like he 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 like he he doesn't look at Mary Steenburge naked while she's showering. Stefan does, and this leads to uh the first of many uh red flags for uh. For Martin, not cert. Oh, for for, for Martin. Martin. I was like, certainly yeah. not for us. We've got no. all the red flags immediately. Yeah. For Martin, the uncle, uh, Cliff, the dog, the dog that was there dies. <laughs> we never see the dog again. Runs yeah, he off. steals the dog from the airport. Yeah, runs off. Marries. What was uh, the, what was the dog's name? Sneakers. Sneakers. Great. That's honestly a great dog name. Sneakers. Especially for like a big dog, mm-hmm. like a big dog named Sneakers. Um, am I in? You're asking where are your saving Silvermans, Mister Eric? And I'm like, uh, well, I'm, I sure am. I'm I'm curious. I know at least one of them. Yeah, I gotta say, Martin Short is definitely a uh, a uh, a saving Silverman. He he makes some weird, strange. He's faces. going whole ha- He's going whole he ham. Is, into, he into is Clifford. going hard in this movie. Yeah, and, you could say what you want about like the result, but like you can't say that he didn't commit to being yeah, Clifford. He was Clifford, and uh, Mary, and he kind of falls in love. Like Rick, Clifford, kind of falls in love with uh, Mary. He like finds her attractive and stuff, obviously. And then this is a weird scene obviously. I'm pointing out. Clifford is they're at their uncle's house, you know, they left Mary Steenburge's house. They're at, and Clifford is drinking a big gulp. It's called a double gulp. It's a cardboard 7-Eleven. It's, like it's got like a yeah, it's got like a milk carton at Card- the top, but then it turns cart- into like a big It's a big it's called the double gulp at 7-Eleven. Cool. It looked really cool and then he's eating a donut and watching Is Nate- that a real thing that like used to exist I, or is that something they made I would up definitely say it was it probably like, a promotion looks- a promotional thing for 7-Eleven. We can look it up, but he while he's do- wa- drinking and eating his donut and double gulp, he's watching National Geographic and it's just a bunch of um Africans dancing and like topless dancing in a and in, in, in their tribe. He's just watching them. And his uncle walks in and doesn't even comment on the fact of what he's watching because he's just watching black women topless dance. <laughs> he doesn't even question it. He's like, all right, time to go to bed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Also, in Charles Grodin's like, current house, it's not the one that he just bought. 
he does have multiple bedrooms, so like he's like down. Yeah, he has like a nice house. Why do they need a new house? I think it's like a status thing. It's just like in the hills. Yeah. And he's like he's a big he is a big deal at his company. Right. He's designing like the new layout for the LA Los Angeles. LA Transit's public transit system. That's what they're doing. Right. And he's making the model of the Yeah, it's very important to say that he's just making the model. I don't believe he's actually in the actual architecture of the whole thing. I think he's part he's he's part of the planning of like where the the route goes. Yeah. And like making sure it doesn't like like mess up the buildings that already exist. So the next day they go to uh uh the plan is to go to Dinosaur World. So uh Martin has to stop by the office first and he wants to show Clifford off to Mary Steenburgen, but he has to do a couple of stuff at the office. But he runs into his boss. He already showed he already showed off. Yeah, yeah, they but he met, but he right? wanted yeah, but he was he had to go to the office, but he was like he wants to keep showing that yeah, he loves like, his, Look, he I'm loves with Clifford. Because he's saying, like, he's saying today they're going to Dinosaur World. Yeah, and uh, he stops by and he sees his boss, and his boss tells him that we need to move the rail system two miles. It's going to take you all uh, day, and we have a big, important presentation on Monday, so you're going to have to work overtime. He does that because he when he meets Mary Steenberg and and they, like, tell tell him that they're, like, engaged – and he's like, I see. Well, I'm going to need you to actually change the whole thing, yes. and it's gonna take you all day. Yes. And, and so he he takes he's gonna like put the moves on, on Mary. Yeah. Because it's weird. Mary runs the, the daycare at his job, which is a weird thing. I don't know if they still do that. It's it's a lot of kids too. Yeah. So. Martin has to tell Clifford the bad news, and Ma- and Clifford doesn't take it very well. <laughs> this is now Clifford. Yeah, that they're not getting to go to Dinosaur World. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. If um, it's just kind of plot structurally, maybe they needed this to happen. Um, although everything that follows doesn't seem like that's true. Uh, but. If he is not going to make it to Dinosaur World and he does need to stay in the building and work on the model for the whole day, why doesn't he just put Clifford into the daycare center so he uh, he can hang out with Mary Steenburgen? Maybe he's too old. Mm, well, I mean, he's definitely too big. Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely too big to go in there. Um. They, throughout the movie, they are barely hiding the fact that Clifford is a full is a 37 year old man yeah and uh clifford's uncle is like occasionally him, people will stand on boxes clifford's uncle's telling him uh look i have to work on this it's important and i you know i'm i am doing this for the major like it's for the public people of la and clifford's like i don't give a fuck i want to go to dinosaur world and it just starts clifford's like clifford's about to start fucking with his uncle's life you can see it in his eye. He's much. plotting. He's like, it's He's not plotting. fair. Yeah. He then he then starts to do little things like he 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 steals a bunch of uh. No, sorry, he steals the uh, what is it called? 
the uh, voice message, his voice messaging system, and starts to right. clip. Well, he, he he like causes a scene at the gas station, and then is punished by yeah. like being grounded, and then then Groden's like, "Well, we're great now because you did this. We're not gonna go to, uh, we're not gonna go to Dinosaur World at all." Which is kind of like it's what you do to kids. Yeah. Like if they're shitty, like you got to be like, "All right, cool." Then you don't get what you want. Yeah, I think I think that's parenting. So. He he somehow cuts together a bunch of words that Charles uh, that uh, Martin has said um, to say a phrase. We don't know what the phrase is yet, but it's you know that it has to be something bad. So they, but also the same night they are having a huge party at Mary Steenburgen's parents' house, which is like a mansion. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they're super rich. Yeah, yeah, they're like ridiculously rich yeah and at the hard to get on their side yeah at the whole party they're just they're they're kind of on the rocks like she's still kind of mad at him but she does like clifford what she met what she mad at him for she's mad at him for the house still i think she's like uh, you can tell like she's she's still not like by him yeah Hmm, interesting she's embarrassed in front of her rich family that this like kind of low guy low down guy is like her squeeze so clifford's just going around eating sugar cubes and he poured tabasco all into uh his uncle's uh bloody bloody mary which is a like not the type of drink you would have at a dinner party i agree um and uh, he makes he makes it, it, then it, this just starts the whole like this whole night right. being shitty. He drinks the 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 uh, Tabasco Bloody Mary during his toast. He immediately knows yeah, it was he, Clifford who did it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because who else? Clifford denies everything. Clifford yeah. lies. Constantly. Oh my god, he is a liar. He's a manipulator and is a liar. Yeah. He was as there's, bad as he said he there's, was. I, I, I'm thinking hard throughout the movie. There's not a single redeeming redeeming characteristic about Clifford. Like, and that's what I kind of appreciate the movie is like Clifford is an asshole throughout the whole movie unless he's like old priest form. Like he is a total ass. Mm. No, there's no redeeming scenes. Everything he says is a lie. Like Right. Well, I guess the the wedding scene maybe, but like that's when they yeah. just don't let him do anything. Yeah. If 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 Clifford has something to do in a scene, it is to make you like him less. Yeah. Clifford then switches his uncle's chapstick with lipstick, and he puts on lipstick at the table, and everybody starts laughing at him, making him feel like right. an idiot. Mm. And Nothing more embarrassing. He walks. He he runs lipstick. out, going to the bathroom. Then he runs into a police officer. Who is apparently accusing him of planning a, a, a explosive device <laughs> within the city? So yeah, somewhere in the city. Yeah, and it was, and it was, and then they hear it. And it was. I love his logic too, of like, I don't, I wouldn't plant a bomb. I'm an architect. I build things. And then he hears the the. Uh, he plays. He plays the um. The, t- they, the cops play him the tape, and it's clearly Clifford putting this... It's his answering machine. It's his answering machine, yeah. And uh, 
then Clifford goes, there's a bomb. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 12 hours. It's me, Charles Gropen, and there's a bomb in Centennial Park. There's a bomb in Dinosaur World. Then Clifford wakes up in Mary Steenberg. Is that going to be a, a timely Richard Jewell reference? <laughs> I mean, there is more Richard Jewell content coming out, so I think it, we're still in the clear. Is there really? Yeah, I believe there's a mini series coming out or is, has come out. Since, what? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think we covered that story? <laughs> no. It was like, I okay. it was like on a big cha- network, too. HBO. Yeah, HBO. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. All right. Props to Richard Jewell. Making that. The OG. The OG, making the money. Uh, He's the blueprint, really, mm-hmm. for us all. Clifford, the uh, Uncle Martin is eventually released from jail, and he comes to pick up Clifford, and they are... they. Yeah, how was... I, I was unclear on how he got released from jail. I don't know. Did he convince them that Clifford he, did it? And he's like, I'm going, I'm going to go home and get him to write a, a confession. Because that's like what his, con, like, his whole deal with Clifford is like, all right, I need you to write a confession that you did that. So the police will not. Yeah. He probably, you know what probably he did? He just probably, he just probably went out on bail. <laughs> he was released on bail. The man they suspect planted a bomb somewhere. They're like, "Well, we can't keep holding him. <laughs> we got, we can't come and charge him with anything. We got to let him go." So, uh, yeah, I guess they, I guess they don't have. Well, they have no. no they they have, have the tape. They have they evidence. Have, yeah, they have evidence. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That's the only part of this movie that doesn't make any sense. He picks up little little Clifford, and uh, who stayed? Cliff, he, who they kind of confront. He stayed for a little bit, but then they go back to his place, and uh, well, well, he stayed the night at at, at yeah yeah that was, house. yeah I already said that yeah so they he spent the night there and Martin picked him up they went to his house and now they're having a big blowout and why Martin, why did why did he lie about? the tape to Mary Steenberg. Why didn't, why is he protecting Clifford? I guess he doesn't want to, I don't know. I guess like they're both trying to still play. Does, the, is he they still both hoping want to, to use like Clifford to like repair yeah, his relationship? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Like <laughs> you got to cut your, I think this is the point where you cut your losses. Yeah. So Clifford then plays the, his worst and biggest prank. He pretends he runs away. And, uh, oh. I mean, the bomb threat one, yeah. I think, is worse, but like, he pretends to run away and he's like, most, he's getting on a train to San Francisco, tricks his uncle to get on the plane, gets off the plane. I'm sorry, on the train, and then he gets off the train. And, uh, he then Clifford does break off into this weird little dance routine in the train station. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty yeah, good. He's like singing show <laughs> He's singing San shit. Francisco, you know, like, like, one, like, a San Francisco's, like, uh, I never forgot what play it's from, but it's like a famous play about San Francisco. I left my heart in San Francisco. Yeah, I left my heart in San Francisco. Then Clifford, like, throws a fucking rager at his uncle's house with a bunch of college right. kids. Well, 
And Mary Steenburgen is also in, in San Francisco with yeah. the boss. The boss has taken her there for Yeah, but he hasn't to like but he hasn't, talk about he doesn't even, even he doesn't even like try to run into them. He just kind of just like he's walking down the street and he sees Right, them. right. But he is a like I think he is tangentially aware that she is there. Mm. I think you're right. So then uh uh, Clifford's throwing this party. Because he has been giving her shit this whole time about like, look, this guy clearly like wants to put the moves on you. She's, She's like, like, no, no she, he thinks my friends. ideas are great. Yeah, we're just no, friends. He just loves how I run the daycare. Um, Clifford, uh, in exchange for for the for letting for uh, letting them throw a party, they're gonna he's uh, these college kids are gonna take him to Dinosaur World. And they're throwing like a huge rager, huge party. Is that what? Yeah, that was the. Is that what the arrangement yeah. was? Yeah, that was the arrangement. Well, that, that was not clear to me no. at all. And then, uh, uh, Martin runs into Mary Steenburgen and his boss at the uh, restaurant. They, she comes out and sees him and tells him like, "Get out of here! You well, don't she's, know he, nothing." He's he is giving her jewelry. Yeah, like a nice necklace, and then. Uh, He's like, she's just trying to have sex with you. And he's like, no. And <laughs> she's like, no. He's like, he gave you that necklace. Like, no, the whole company <laughs> gave me this necklace for being so good at daycare. And then uh, it cuts to uh, Clifford in the middle of a di- of a dance off or a dance party. Uh, at yeah, his, he's at having the, he's yeah. having a great time. You can just tell he is a thirty seven year old short man dancing with a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> right, right. Well, I I think what they like they did because they show him most of the time. I think they lowered the floor in yes. just like because he's not doing like crazy moves. He's doing no. just like mostly arm stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think they lowered him a little bit. They also only had like extras that were over like six feet tall. And then we cut to Mary Steenburgen and the boss in the back of their limousine, and he puts on a gross attempt to make out with her, and she's like, "Ew!" He, then he yeah, he, he does it again. Her. He like tries to force himself on her like three times before she throws his yeah. wig out the out the door, and it cuts to uh, Martin at his house, uh, which is wild because I don't I I assume he didn't stop because the wig, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I hope she's okay. Yeah. So then uh, Martin finds Clifford all tied up in his room with his underwear on. <laughs> his boxers are on. His uh, yeah, pants are on. Like, and he just finds them tied up. And well, he was saying that he like. They took advantage of me. Yeah. So. Um, now. Now. Was he. Did that actually happen? I don't know. Or. I think Clifford. Or did is... he tie himself up? Because he like alludes to him being able to slip in and out of this, 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 this hog tie that he's in. I don't know. Because Charles Grodin like elects to leave him tied up. Yeah, I guess. So that, that he can, I guess they he can did work they in peace. Him. I don't know his... if they really did tie him up or not. Because they didn't take they they didn't take him to Dinosaur World, so I assume no. that he was like he Clifford he it tricked. out on them. That's definitely a deleted scene. Cut oh, for, time. for sure. There's like, oh, the the lost tapes on this. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. <laughs> the uh, Clifford tapes. The Clifford tapes. Martin then, <laughs> seeing the opportunity of Clifford being tied up, decides to board the windows, board the wall, like the doorway, <laughs> like totally 
like pri- uh, imprisons uh, Clifford into his own room, tied up. Yeah, Charles Charles Grodin has snapped at this. Yeah, point. he is definitely snapped. He snapped in regards to Clifford. He is still willing to work on his project, though. <laughs> so Clifford somehow escapes and calls Mary Steenburgen to come free him. Well, I think he wasn't ever actually tied up. He just like called her. He did. He does call her, and he does untie himself. But then he puts himself back in the in the ties for when she comes to see him. Yeah. So then she comes to steal away Clifford from from Martin. He's like, "Don't do it. He's just gonna trick you." And she's just like, "I don't care, Martin. You're done in this you town. Don't deserve." You don't deserve to be yeah. around this wonderful boy. So then it's Monday, so Martin has to go to work to... Uh, That's like a common yeah. theme I noticed in this movie, is that anyone that only like witnesses Clifford for like 10 seconds is like, what a great kid. I love this guy. <laughs> so then Martin uh, has to go into the office today to present the new uh, the model. And, right, uh, he has like a tape. Yeah, he has a tape. And he, the tape that he used, and yeah, I'm not sure what he exactly was happens. From home, he was working from home on the computer, but I thought he needed to change the model. And then he finds the tape that it's it's like taped to the back of a TV. Clifford has clearly hidden yeah. it or something. He hides it and he feels like that he found it, but it turns out that uh, that's just a dummy tape. And it's a tape that is designed to make the model blow up, explode. Yeah. But I don't understand. How did he did? I don't did know. I this part it makes no sense. Change the model. I don't know. I don't know. From home, he, the did model's like never at his house. The model's only at the office. Right. So maybe he's just like redesigning it, and they reprint it at the office. Maybe. I don't know. He's late to the presentation, anyways. Yeah. He looks like shit because he was up all night. Yeah. Uh. So then Martin um, kidnaps. The boss is wearing a wig with a ponytail. The boss is wearing a wig with a ponytail. Makes a joke that he looks like Willie Nelson. Um. He doesn't though. No, he does not. Uh. Willie Nelson has two braids. Then in another, I think, cut scene, it just cuts to Martin and Clifford in a car and Clifford in a straitjacket. At well, he goes World. and he gets Clifford. I think he There's goes no... and gets Clifford. F- from the daycare. No, he gets him from her from Mary Steenburgen's house. Yeah, that I don't remember that scene no, existing though. There is because there's a scene of of I'm watching it now of Clifford playing his classic red recorder that he's known to play throughout the whole movie, and he's playing it. And then uh, his uncle comes out and grabs him. Right, right. If they were to make a, a Clifford action figure, it would come with a, 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 a holdable St- Stephen, Stephen and a, yeah. a red recorder. Yeah. And uh, he puts him in a straitjacket, and they're heading to Dinosaur World. We're finally going to see Dinosaur World. And boy, oh, howdy. I can't honestly believe it, but this movie, like... It did like they did Dinosaur World justice from how much they talked about it because Dinosaur World mm. looks cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And I'm not I, sure if they I, use miniatures I, or like it looks like they use a lot of paintings. Oh, but, it's like a combination of things yeah. like models, miniatures, like forced perspective, painting. Like I loved it. Awesome job. Whoever did this, great. And uh, 
he somehow tricks a security guard into letting him into the park at night with a young boy. <laughs> it doesn't even quit. The it's security guard doesn't trick. even quit. It's just like, it's just like, they're so friendly. Yeah. Like he's just like, he knows this guy and he's like, Hey, what's up? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you. You're the guy that made the, you made that ride. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to show my nephew what it looked like at night. And he's like, okay, let me turn, let me turn the park back on. We go to Dinosaur World and we pull up. It's weird because they just pull up to literally the front steps of Dinosaur World. There's not there's not even like a parking lot. They pull up right to the Larry the Scary Rex. Yeah, you could pull right, right into it. You can drive <laughs> up to the attractions. To they drove up right to the attraction. And uh, this ride, this fictional ride makes absolutely no sense. Because it's a one-person <laughs> roller coaster ride that takes about like five minutes, maybe even longer. And yeah, yeah, it's a really long. It's like a, yeah, it's a single seat. Single yeah, seater. it's a single seater. This, this would you not exist in real you life. You sit in yeah. like a in a triceratops. Yeah. There's no way like Disney or Universal would ever greenlight a single-person yeah, roller coaster it's like, like this. I mean, we're like theme park nerds, but like impossible that this thing exists yeah the wait lines would be 10 hours like it would be like 10 hours from the beginning of like opening it's so involved it's yeah. insane you like climb a mountain they like climb the ride mountain. stops and then a like a pterodactyl has like a full conversation with you yeah. it's awesome though it, it's like all every every bit of like the the ride is awesome yeah, it's very practical. Yeah. There's the I was surprised when the pterodactyl talked because it's like this yeah. huge thing, and it's like, hey, what's up? Uh, things have been rough around here. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> and he like talks about uh, Ter- Terry's been having uh, he's been in a, a been bad in a terrible mood. mood, and you don't want to see him when he's in a bad mood. And- yeah, and so you go into like the volcano. We go into the volcano. You see, you see a dead guy. You see the dead man. And then you see the fucking... The pterodactyl finds you again and is like, hey, I'm very serious. You don't want to be in here. Yeah. And then, then like, he sees uh, he sees uh, Terry. And then it's like, you have to shoot Terry with the... Right. Yeah, a gun comes out of the cart. <laughs> yeah, pops out of the cart and you have to point this little laser gun so at terry the ride is interactive you have to shoot terry. <laughs> you have to shoot terry in order to finish the terry's ride huge, terry is huge is scary terry rises yeah. from the floor and is the size of a building yeah it's a it's a it's a tyrannosaurus that looks it kind of has like a sim i thought it had a kind of similar uh production design to like the goombas in in the sure. mario bros movie yeah i'd say so but like enormous yeah so he finishes he finishes a ride, then his Uncle Martin says he wanna ride it again and he puts he he sends him in again but he speeds it up. Right. So that is his plan. He is gonna murder uh Clifford by making him ride the ride he wanted to ride at an unsafe so speed. Fast. Yeah, that's it. destroying the ride every time until, he goes through until it. Until it breaks. Yeah. yeah. He's destroying this ride. And by the end of it, uh the it malfunctions and uh Clifford gets stuck at the at the scary Terry part, but it but somehow ends up on top of the dinosaur dangling outside of his uh cart, like about to fall in, and his uncle has to save him. He's like, Please, uncle, I'm scared. Save me, save me. 
And this is my last saving throw moment. I gotta say, scary Terry's like face ripped off the skin and just a mechanical oh, yeah. look on it is just uh, it is it is uh, it's it's great. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's a lizard terminator. Yeah, it's very scary. Very scary. His uncle saves him. If I was a child watching his, this, I would be very scared. His uncle like daringly rescues Clifford. And this changes Clifford. Why does he do that? Like, what makes him? Because he feels like, sorry. For, he feels that? sorry for Clifford. His Clifford's like, please save me. I'm so scared, Uncle. Please save me. And then he, <laughs> yeah, there's like that, that one shot of him just like with the smoke billowing around him. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he's got a decision. And then Cl- Clifford, I think that changes Clifford's life. And uh, if we fast forward to see Clifford at the wedding of him and Mary of uh, Martin and Mary Steenburgen. Well, yeah. He, we see the, we see him as a priest and he's like, yeah, I wrote, I wrote 280. Uh, I, wrote I never, I never heard from him again. I, I wrote him 287 letters begging for his forgiveness. Yeah. And, and then, but he made it seem like when he was telling the Fred Savage, the stories, like he made it seem like he never got forgiven, but like, he was at the wedding. Yeah, he, he was, was at the wedding. Forgiven. He was at, he was the ring boy. He was the ring boy. Uh, also, the, is the message of this movie is if you write two hundred seventy eighty seven letters of apology to somebody, they have to forgive you. I think the message <laughs> is supposed to be, don't be a shithead. Yeah. It's like kids, don't be a shithead. Uh, but it glorif like for the majority of the film, it glorifies. The idea of kids being shitheads so much that I can't imagine that the ending would uh, like deter any child. It's like, well, no, I'm gonna be exactly, I'm gonna yeah. be exactly like Clifford. I'm gonna be next Clifford, Clifford two. Too many Cliffords. One too many Cliffords. Okay. So that is kind of where it ends. Is like he's old and he walks out of the, he t- has told his story. Told his story. Uh, he's a. Uh, Fred Savage is gonna be. A little bit better, I guess. A little bit better, and then it ends with Martin walking off as a priest. I'm sorry, not Martin. Clifford walking off with uh, off the boys. They're one in the same boys' villa, and he and he pulls out of his pocket his little buddy Stefan. He's like mission yeah, accomplished. Yeah, his head's all droopy now. Yeah, and uh, they head on out and zoom out, and that's Clifford, baby. Fun to fun to know that Clifford never found love. Yeah. Now, Colin, do you want to know some cool uh, trivia about this movie? Oh, I was gonna do trivia for you. Oh, go oh, ahead. Can I give my yeah? Go um, ahead. Yeah. My high and low. Yeah. Only have one trivia. Uh, high point is a hundred percent Dinosaur Land. Yeah. Uh, and if I gotta be more specific, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go with Terminator Terry, mm. uh, the scary dinosaur. Um. Because it just looks great, and I loved it, and I had a great time watching it. And I also really wanted Clifford to die, even though I knew he didn't. Mm. Um, but, you know, a boy can dream. Uh, low point. Uh, definitely the uh, sexual assault in the limousine. Yes, that was definitely not low point. Not fun, yeah. not good, yeah. not necessary. None at all. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that's my high, my low. Um, so you, you've read trivia about this. Then. No, no. I just see one piece of trivia right here that I was going to read. So you can go ahead. Okay. Read, read, read your piece of trivia so that I make sure I don't include okay. it. 
Martin Short, who plays 10-year-old Clifford, was 37 during the initial filming in 1990 and age 40 during the priest bookend seek. He was only 40? Ah, uh, yeah. 1993. All right. That's going to throw off some of my game stuff. Okay. That's all right, though. All right. That's all right. Uh, yeah, get get your ass off the, off the trivia I'm page. I'm off of it. All right, we're going to do two truths and a lie, buddy. Okay. Okay, so the film. These are these are going to be... Uh, two of these are true. One of them is fake. And these are from the IMDB trivia page. So they might all be fake, but this is going off of that. Okay. So, here is a fact. The film was delayed for two years due to poor test screenings. Uh, in which they went back and reshot the bookends, uh, which are, of course, the old man priest scenes. They added those in. I'm going to say false. All right. Well, oh. you might want to wait until the other okay, two facts. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna say that. All right. Like so me. by the time this movie was finally released in the winter of 1994, uh, there were at least four films featuring Martin Short coming out. Hmm. Uh, Pure Luck, Father of the Bride, Captain Ron, a personal favorite, and We're Back, a dinosaur story. He was in that? Yeah, he's one of the dinosaurs. Hmm. No, wait, he's the doctor, I think. The crazy guy. Anyways, uh, third option. When trashing the film, film critic Roger Ebert stated how poor the dinosaur world set looked. He called it shoddy and cheap with no imagination. Who said this? Roger Ebert. Oh, who does he know? So who so which of those is not true? <sighs> which of those is not true? Mm. I'm gonna go the last the last one. Ah that's not correct. Mm, wow, Roger Ebert. That was true. Roger Ebert hated the way dinosaur world looked. Which I think is crazy because compared to the rest of the movie, it looks great. Yeah. Is it the first one? It is the first one. The film was dele- delayed for two years, but not because of poor test screenings. It's because the company that put it out, Orion, was declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and they had to put they had to put everything on hold. It was supposed so it was uh, supposed to come out in ninety two. It was supposed to come out ninety uh ninety uh one was when it was filmed and it was gonna release that year. Okay. Uh yeah. so it was like late ninety three when they went back to do reshoots, which were they did add the uh the bookends. Mm. They went and reshot those. So that's why uh he is forty by the time he is shooting those. So that must have been a weird kind of experience to go back to a one of your worst movies yeah. and have to do more of it yeah. <laughs> at 40 at 40. Um, but yeah, no. So a bunch of movies actually ended up having to get delayed because of the bankruptcy of Orion. Damn. Mm-hmm. Not cool, brother. If they had put it out, Hey, if they had put it out on time, we would have never had those fun Ben Savage points. I wonder, like, how, what would the ending have been? I don't like, know. it's a weird. How would we have met him? How would we we have been introduced to Clifford? It's like, hey, he's a shithead kid. He wants to go to Dinosaur World. Yeah, I like Dinosaur World. Come on, baby. 
I like dinosaurs. All right, well, uh, that was a tough week, to be honest. For your, uh, I, know, I enjoyed and Clifford. This, I enjoyed Clifford more than I expected to. You know what? No, I didn't. I liked, I liked the end, like the dinosaur world <laughs> sequence. Like it, it built a lot for me, but not enough to make up for the rest. Like Clifford was annoying. It was hard to get on board. He was creepy. He was creepy. Um, I didn't. There, none of the characters were very likable. Um, and anyone that was like being reasonable was quickly made unreasonable. So it made me question everything about it. Um, so it's February, Eric. Love month. Um, the month of love. Time to find and that so, special somebody. Uh, hey, find find them and keep them, baby. Unless that's not your bag, baby. Um, so, to reflect the month of love and the theming of such thing, we are going to, this month, only be watching movies that have the theme of love as their main focus. Are you excited, Eric? You know me, Can Colton. you feel the love? I'm a big rom-com you fan. Love love. I love rom-coms. We've been fortunate well, they enough call to, you the dawn of rom-com the dom of rom-com comedies that's what they call me um so what yeah do you think the com stands for in rom-com? communist uh romantic communist movies <laughs> i love good romantic <laughs> communist, communist movies, movies. <laughs> all right so i have assembled a intricate wheel that i will spin twice once for you and once for me mm. And I think right. if, if, when we're doing this love month, the when we uh, spin the punishment wheel, if we can't finish these rom coms, we'll find we have to find some, an episode, an episode of uh, of whatever we're watching about love. About love. Yeah, I'll find one. Because all these, I guarantee. Have I mean, every sitcom, every sitcom deals with love at some point. Got it. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna spin your spin your movie first, and you will be watching. Monster in Law with Jennifer Lopez. I've seen it. And Jane Fonda. You've seen it? I've seen it. Yeah, I saw it when it came out. Well, wow. Well, then you get to enjoy it again and talk positively about it. Okay. Well. And for punishment, what do you have? We will be watching, or if we have to, Real Rob. Oh, a love episode of, of Real, Real Rob. Rob. Yeah. All right. Spinning the wheel for myself, I have uh, been blessed with a viewing of Never Been Kissed, the Drew Barrymore movie. Never been. I've kissed. never seen it. I as I I I have oh man, I've seen this poster. The premise. I've seen this poster. Um, yeah. So I am. We're gonna have a lovey dovey week. What's my what's my punishment if I can't uh, if I can't get through Never Been Kissed? Your punishment is Tacoma FD. Again, is that the fireman show yeah. that you keep trying to get me to watch? Because yeah. apparently I spin it every week. Oh, I'll spin it again. Here we go. Ooh, haters back right. off. Haters Back Off is still on the wheel? Of course it is. It's not coming oh, off. All right. You think there's a love episode oh. of Haters Back Off? Oh, yeah. 
I could. I I don't anticipate never been kissed being bad enough for me to brave the waters of Miranda Sings again. <laughs> Uh, so this week we'll be enjoying some romance together. Beautiful. Can't wait to. Eric, I just want to end the podcast by saying, uh, as always, uh, I love you and I'm in love with you and, uh, we'll see you at the movies. See you at the movies. Ka-chow. <laughs>